0: Old fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet one hundred dollars at Winbet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sports gamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN TV. Download the SGPN TV app today, available on Roku, Amazon, and Apple TV.
1: Old-fashioned
0: football.
1: You make this deal right now, to the pancake-eating mother. All right, so deal. old Fashion football.
0: Welcome, welcome to old-fashioned football. Thanks to Paul CV for his guitar talent. I am your host, Justin Mark. You can call me J Mark. You can find me on Twitter at J Mark Football. And right now, while the Niners and the Rams are duking it out, I'm going to bring in my co-host. You can call her Miranda. You can call her Mer, or you can find her on Twitter at J Mark's Wifey, Miranda. How's it going today?
1: Well, it is definitely a monday let's just say that
0: got a little case of the mondays oh, going on
1: major case of the mondays <laughs> <laughs> this has been the, mo- <laughs> the, the most mondayest Mondays of mondays can i just that's like a tongue twister the with monday the of word all
0: monday. mondays
1: um well, but we are here yeah drinking our old fashions exactly. getting ready to talk some football let's let's the workday leave us and let's get to some football
0: yeah old-fashioned football come for the football stay for the whiskey of course another great weekend of football Miranda um before we continue into our show I wanted to ask you who's been your biggest surprise you drafted like somebody you drafted for cheap in our auction leagues or on a whim that's really been a pleasant surprise for you
1: hitting me with some tough questions right away um Okay, so first name that really jumps to mind, Jamal Williams, yeah. RB2 for the Lions. He has really come through for me for the past couple weeks, putting up some pretty impressive numbers. And I I got him for $3 in one of our auction leagues. I picked him up just in case Swift got injured with his injury history. And, I mean, it's really paying off right away. But even before Swift was injured, I mean, we've had four complete games already. Three of the four games, he's had two touchdowns. And I believe he's ranked third in running back, running backs in half PPR leagues right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's had an excellent season. I mean, the the guy runs with a lot of heart. So that was a great pickup. Probably heard me down DeAndre Swift over and over and over because I'm not a not a fan so you probably maybe in the back of your head you were like oh Swift is <laughs> going to course, get hurt. Of course
1: take my credit for my good pickup. <laughs> That's uh, not
0: what I'm saying. I'm yeah, just, no this is exactly I, what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just a notorious De- DeAndre Swift downer and I, I'm one of the few. Well, did you I've pick noticed up Jamal year. Williams? No I got exactly. outbid by you. Then this. Is <laughs>
1: $3? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That
0: no. was the league I think I finished with over 52 or $43 left. But, yeah. You
1: do realize we're in, like, five leagues together. So, uh-huh. I got outbid by you. I only have him in one league. I
0: know. You got him in the Rumble. And yeah. Yeah. My, my team was full. That happens.
1: Okay. No. <laughs> Let's just say I had... A, who, who has been your biggest surprise? Let's turn the tables here.
0: So, I complained when I got him because I... Just nominated him so people would drain their accounts a little bit, um, or their their accounts their their dollar <laughs> amounts. Bankroll. Yeah, their bankroll. Um, Miles Sanders, I I drafted him kind of like uh, not very happily. I wasn't very happy that I got him. I thought um, I would get outbid, and I I ended up getting him for a dollar. And it, it just he has been. I mean, I knew the Eagles were going to run really good. Because they have one of the best run offensive lines. But he has ran very well. This last game, 27 carries, which is a lot of carries, for 134 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he's just, he's been a machine, and I got him for a dollar. So that's kind of been one of my biggest pickups.
1: I have to say, I don't have him in any of my leagues.
0: Yeah, and I ended up with him in two. Because after I got him for a dollar, I talked myself into getting him for two in another league. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, but it's paid off. Um, but yeah, before we continue, Miranda, this Mondayest of all Mondays, what are we drinking today?
1: We are drinking Larceny Small Batch 92 in our old fashions today, and we will be trying it neat later on. Um, it's a John E. Fitzgerald product, and if you're wondering who that is, keep listening to our show, and we'll cover that later in our whiskey segment.
0: Yeah, we researched this earlier, and it, it's a it's a fun one. I liked it. So.
1: I, I always like I every time we try a new bourbon, and an, I love digging into that backstory and like just. It, they're always so interesting, and you, it's not something that I have ever thought about in the past when I've been trying bourbons, and I'm finding it very interesting as we dig into each one.
0: Absolutely, I agree. Well, before we, I guess, as we move on, why don't we talk a little injuries here? Oh,
1: there were many.
0: There, Yeah, there were some big ones, um, uh, some scary, some not yeah. so scary, but yeah, why don't you kick us off?
1: I'll, get, I'll kick us off with a big name here. Jonathan Taylor, I'm sure... Many of you panicked when he went out against the Titans with an ankle injury, but there is some good news. The x-rays came back negative, and it's they're saying he might not miss any time.
0: Yeah, which is good. Um, I think they do have a Thursday game, so if he, they're already saying he's not going to miss time, I don't think you have to worry for a multiple-game absence. Um, Brian Hoyer, <laughs> he, was, he came in for Mac Jones. Well, Mac Jones was out, I guess, um, with a high ankle sprain. We don't know how long. Brian Hoyer came in, and he got to play, like, I think two series, maybe one, before he got a concussion. So um, keep your eyes on Bailey Zappy. if Brian Hoyer's not going to play. He came in and didn't look terrible, and I actually thought Zappy had a lot of upside. So keep your eye on him. Um, who we got ne- next?
1: Well, kind of going along with the concussion theme here, Tua, uh, I'm sure anyone oh. watching that game on Thursday night saw that. And we were watching—it was on— Prime. it was yeah, they just kept replaying it and i it was it was not um pleasant to watch no i thought maybe there might have been more than just the concussion there but it is just the concussion but right now it's unknown when he's going to be returning
0: and somebody lost their job over that because i guess there was something about he may have had a concussion before that hit too mm-hmm. and um it was an independent neurologist that said he's good to go and yeah, that play was scary, so, um, you know, it, it, thankful that he's okay because it mm. looked really scary. Yes. Um, probably one of the bigger injuries that is affecting people, Javante Williams, the Denver Broncos running back, um, you know, had a great season last year, was looking great this year, tore his ACL. He will be out for the season, unfortunately, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that later, but um, that one's definitely unfortunate. And why don't you finish us off here?
1: So to... Finish our injury report today. Corderell Patterson, he has a knee injury that he actually suffered prior to Sunday's game against the Browns, and he's now on the injured reserve list to miss at least four games.
0: Yeah, that's that's tough. We've talked about him several times mm-hmm. in our show. so um, And I'm betting you want to get past these sad injuries yes. and get towards some other stuff. But before we do, uh, if you want to bet, you should get down on WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, WinBet has their own same-gay parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subjects, change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be twenty one or older and present in the state where a play with WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a game with a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for the fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, the best part: there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash SGP.
1: Alright, Justin, to bring us back to some happy news, <laughs> why don't you tell us who our Sir Lot is this week?
0: Yeah, Sir Lot. He did not surpass the, the, I guess, king of Sir Throsalot right now, Josh Allen, but He did throw the ball fifty-two times. Forty-five year old Tom Brady.
1: What a stud. Tom Brady never disappoints.
0: (laughs) Well, they didn't win. So he disappointed. Okay.
1: (laughs) But he's always got something going for him. Yeah,
0: that was that game. They only ran the ball six times. When you have a forty-five year old quarterback, I know it's Tom Brady. I know it is. But why are you running the ball six times? Like, bring some relief on his old ass arm. (laughs) Like, come on. All right, well, that was Sir Throws a lot. Why don't we uh, keep rolling right into our studs and duds, Miranda? Do you want to kick us off with some studs? That wait, you don't say my name. It's studs football players.
1: I I will. Okay, this is going to be so hard to <laughs> refrain from saying your name, Justin. I knew it. My goodness. I knew it. <laughs> my first stud, quarterback Russell Wilson. Now I know Denver fans have been waiting for his name to come up. With something good, he was expected to get around 18.3 points. He finished with 26.98. Will he continue? Will he go back to being a disappointment? We'll see. (laughs) I still don't think that he is Denver's answer, but we'll see.
0: I agree with you. Another stud, a guy I already talked about, Miles Sanders. He was supposed to get 11.7 while well he was projected, not supposed to. They're never supposed to. They're projections. Projected 11.7 points and a half PPR, and he finished with 28.6. Of
1: course he would use your biggest <laughs> surprise that you drafted as your stud.
0: Guess what? He was on my bench.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, somebody who was on my bench for the first week, Josh Jacobs, I have I've always been I've been starting him every week. This week I pulled him off to put in um
0: Jamal Williams, right?
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. I I was um <laughs> how do you remember my lineup more than me? No, um I kept Jamal Williams in, which also was a great decision. Yeah. But I think I should have put Josh Jacobs in my flex. I also had I also had Najee Harris in that league, so I was Gonna start him, so I just made a. I don't know. I guess I should have benched Najee Harris, but that wasn't gonna be a decision I was making. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Josh Jacobs was only projected twelve point three. Finished with thirty two.
0: All right. One a uh, said I was going to talk about, J.K. Dobbins, projected nine point seven. He finished with twenty point three. Really good to see him get involved after, um, you know, they weren't sure when he would be back this year. I kept him in my, uh, what I always call my big money league. Um, But I had picked him up last year after my season was, there was no hope of playoffs. We'll put it that way. And so he ended up being just a 15th round keeper for me. So to see him kind of have his bounce back game was, it was good for me anyways.
1: (laughs) All right. um, Another stud for you, even though Tampa did not win their game, Somebody benefited from having Sir Throws a lot. Yes. Tom Brady. Throwing to Mike Evans. Only projected 12.6. Finished with 26.3. That was a crazy game against the Chiefs.
0: It, yeah, it was. And, and I know a lot of people were disappointed he was suspended for a game. So he made up for it here. Yes. Um, Iowa boy TJ Hawkinson. Um, He was projected 8.8, finished 35.9. So if you had him, if you started him, you were very happy, of course. Um, The Lions had a bunch of wide receiver injuries, but TJ's starting to kind of be the tight end we expected him to be. So um, why don't we go to the not-so-stud duds?
1: I'll go first with Mitch Trubisky. I know this is going to hurt Justin, who is still a fan after all of the disappointment we had with him in Chicago. I'm going to try not to cry. Okay. You <laughs> work on that. <laughs> um, he was projected 15.7. Wouldn't have been enough for a quarterback to my standards, <laughs> but he was benched after only scoring 1.46 points.
0: Yeah, um, and it sounds like he's going to be permanently benched. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but poor Mitchell. Um, (laughs) uh, Another dud, a guy that's been putting up good points for an RB2. Tony Pollard, he was projected 10.3, finished with 1.3 as he barely got involved.
1: James Robinson, another dud, projected 12.7, finished with 2.9.
0: I'm gonna do a little double dud here because double dud. <laughs> yeah, double dud because both of these guys gave up goose eggs. Steelers chase Claypool and Jags Marvin Jones. Claypool was projected 9.7, Jones 8.9. Both of them finished with a whopping zero.
1: Another disappointment. Amari Cooper projected 11.6, finished with 1.4. Ouch. Yes.
0: And then there's Gabe Davis, who I have talked about. I got in a trade with David Montgomery. Projected eleven, finished with one point eight.
1: I'm sure Kinsey was glad to see that for you. I- I'm
0: sure he was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, this was a disappointment for me. I don't know what happened here. Mark Andrews supposed to get thirteen point seven, finished with two point five. He really disappointed me this week, and I did not. I didn't win in that league this this week ouch he was part of the reason yeah
0: i'm sure he was <laughs> um if you've listened to the show you know i have a uh league where i have both mark andrews and kyle pitts who was projected 9.5 and got three
1: since we are bringing up kyle pitts i just have to say justin last week was the first <sighs> week where he actually looked good for you and now he's and back, now he's back down so yeah. this is 75% of his games, he's been basically a dud. <laughs> so are you still going to root for him?
0: Um, I still have a little bit of Pitt's passion, but I'm also giving him a little bit so, of cold shoulder.
1: Oh, so the passion is fizzling?
0: A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. He, you know, it, it was mm-hmm. it would have been gone, but he kindled the fire a little bit last week. So now um, it's still there, but it, it's starting to... He needs some more kindling, <laughs> I think.
1: <laughs> All right. One last one to end the duds. Another tight end, Darren Waller. I have been such a huge fan of him. He disappointed me this week. Projected 9.4, finished with 3.9.
0: And see, that's what's so hard about tight ends. Look at this. Andrews, Pitts, Waller. All supposed well, Pitts, to be. okay.
1: Andrews, Pitts, and Waller. And Pitts is the only one that does not belong in that group.
0: Okay. They're all projected to be top 10, though. They Preseason, they were all projected to be okay, top 10. Okay, but it could be argued.
1: They okay, all... top, uh, Pitts and Waller. Or not Pitts. Andrews and Waller. <laughs> are like top four
0: <laughs> and Kyle Pitts is top three I know I no, see top, where you're going <laughs> he's <is>, like bottom <laughs> All
1: I don't right. know is he top 10 he can't, is he currently a top 10 tight end I don't think he is
0: currently no but he exactly. finished as a top 10 last exactly. year does that count no the, he finished no, the expectation he's not is there <laughs>
1: we are four games into the season so we are starting to like have a better idea of how some players are going to shape up for people. Yeah. And I would have to say that I am glad I did not draft Kyle Pitts.
0: It'll be interesting to see what goes happens going forward. <laughs> I noticed forward. you ignored me. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm bouncing off of that. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. You know, we saw Mitchell Trubisky get pulled. Marcus Mariota, even though he's uh-huh. won some games, has not put up great numbers. So will Desmond Ritter coming in help Pitts, not help Pitts? You know, it, that's worth monitoring for sure. Um we're going to talk about Pitts a little hope. bit later. Yeah, I do I still have hope. I you know he he's a when he got drafted they called him a generational talent and he's still that. It's just it's not working out right now.
1: Clearly. The scheme okay. the scheme is broken. I know you could talk about Pitts and try to make an argument for him but let's let's continue to market movers.
0: <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um what why don't we go ahead with moving up? I'll go ahead and start. If you're unfamiliar with the market movers, these are guys who had target share changes from week to week. Just kind of track it. If they uh, you know, jump up in the week, keep your eye on it because they may be worth uh, rostering or trading for. A lot of these probably are rostered. Um, and vice versa if they're trending down. But I'm going to start with tight end Dallas Goddard. He had 12% of the target share last week, and he jumped way up to 25% this week. They obviously have a very high-powered offense, so it be interesting to see if he continues to keep up that high target share.
1: Next, we have tight end for the Bills, Dawson Knox. Last week, he had 7% of their target share, and he had 18% of the target share this week.
0: Yeah, and then we uh, talking about another tight end. Pat Friermuth of the Steelers mm-hmm. went from 13% to 36%. We'll see if he keeps that up with Pickett at quarterback.
1: Another tight end. I guess the tight ends are moving up this week or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, TJ Hawkinson, we already talked about him for the Lions. He had 11% of the target share last week, ended with 31% of the target share this week. They do have, like you said, wide receiver injuries on the team, so maybe that's not a surprise and that might not last.
0: Yeah, um, but we've seen him succeed in the past. This one I was really excited to talk about, Tommy Tremble. If you have followed SGPN Fantasy Football's podcasts as historically podcasts, um, this is a guy that I talked about on the podcast with Rod Gomez. um, somebody that I kind of hyped as a dynasty to get the, uh, last year for this year. Anyways, 4% in week one and three, he jumped up to 17% targeted six different times. They drafted him in the third round out of Notre Dame where he played behind Cole Komet. Um, so he didn't get a lot of exposure there, but you don't draft a guy in the third round, to not try to get him involved so I'm excited about that one of course I could talk about that all day too
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on from tight ends I do not have another tight end for you I think we (laughs) covered a lot there um wide receiver Devin Duvernay for the Ravens seven percent target share last week had 18 percent of their target share this week
0: yeah, um, Browns' Donovan Peoples-Jones, he had a huge week one. Then he was disappointing for two weeks in a row. However, he jumped up to 26% of the target share last week. So um, a little yo-yoing, but maybe he'll
1: stay up there this time. Another wide receiver, George Pickens, for the Steelers. He um, had been get last week 22% of the target share. Jumped up to 32% of the target share this week. It was a great game for him.
0: Absolutely. Um, both big numbers, so that's definitely somebody to target. Uh, Jamal Agnew for the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Sorry, started to stutter. Now, Zay Jones was out, so of course he got a little bit more involved. But he jumped from 3% to 26% of the target share and led the team. So I think it's worth monitoring to see if he maybe built some rapport with Trevor Lawrence.
1: All right, wide receiver Alan Lazard for Green Bay. Um, Weeks two through four, he was getting 12% to 18%, and then week four, 25%. So he has consistently increased in target share week over week.
0: Absolutely. And before we go to who's moving down, while we're talking about the statistics, let's talk about somebody who's great at statistics. Alright, let's talk about Elias. Do you ever wish that before every NFL game you could get up to date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA and MLB. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and a stats nerd like myself, Elias Game Plan has everything you need. Elias Game Plan is a sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. That's right, the Elias Sports Bureau. Officials Of the U.S. sports leagues since 1913. You see and hear their trusted faces all the time from ESPN, your local radio broadcasts, and television broadcasts, but now you can have all the stats, facts, and team and player updates in the palm of your hand, all backed by their renowned research team. I love their league validated team and player news and stats, their head to head comparisons. I also really like that you can see the key injuries and the data is being backed by the Elias Bureau just proves the decisions I want to make to win the next game. And with their new chat function, you can talk to them directly and receive the information you need to back your big decisions on betting or fantasy leagues. Plus, their newly added weekly survivor pool analysis keeps you in the game. Take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, weekly, monthly, or annual, but I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription, all you have to do is use a promo code SGPN25. That's SGPN25. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN25. We're also brought to you by Promoguy.us. PromoGuide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in Plus EVs betting strategies they've got daily updates and on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books and they've got a vip discord group that puts even deeper plus ev analytics right at your fingertips i gotta say i've looked at their daily promo updates every day they come out with a daily promo update of what books are offering what promos and your plus ev odds how much it is over the normal market value and They'll tell you if they recommend betting it. And these guys are really, really accurate. They have a th- over a $30,000 profit so far this year. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you're missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of it all is that PromoGuy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. Make sure you check out PromoGuy.us. And join their Discord. Uh, it's a very small fee, but there are so many picks that are put up there, so many uh, odds, so much value. Um, it is really good. You have to check it out. We're also brought to you by No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing a pick 'em contest versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. That's a lot of cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all the picks. Bet on up to five player prop over or unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including nfl nba mlb pga mma and nascar make sure to check out no house advantage Today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play but also where you play and you don't want to miss this sign up now with promo code sgpn at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to 25 dollars.
1: all right justin back to our market movers who do you have as moving down this week
0: Well, the one tight end that happened to move down, Austin Hooper. Now, week two, he had 22% of the target share. However, that dropped to 8% in week three, and now he's down to a measly 4% in week four, as David Njoku really kind of starts taking over in that uh, as a tight end for the Browns.
1: Well, if you had Austin Hooper, maybe you can take a look at any of the numerous tight ends we mentioned were moving (laughs) up in their target share. Absolutely. All right, I have wide receiver for the Steelers. Chase Claypool, um, last week, week three, 19% of the target share dropped down to 8%. Now, I know that George Pickens stole a lot of that target share this week, so maybe that won't be the case going forward, but he definitely had a significant decrease, in my opinion, this week.
0: Absolutely. Another Steelers wide receiver, Deontay Johnson, went from 34%. He was leading the team to 16%. These Steelers receivers and tight ends, are going to be a little hard to gauge until we see a game or two out of Kenny Pickett.
1: Absolutely. Wide receiver Joshua Palmer for the Chargers. He was getting around 22% of the target share, dropped to 3% this week. Ouch. Yes.
0: Um, another receiver for the Saints, Jarvis Landry. He only had 13% last week, but now he's dropped to even lower to 7%.
1: And this is one to just watch. I don't know if I would like panic yet or anything. It might just be a fluke. Wide receiver Amari Cooper, week two, 37% of the target share. Week three, 35%. We saw him drop to 11% of their target share this week.
0: Yeah, um, definitely worth monitoring. And then while we're talking about target shares, um, I I just wanted to mention something real quick to kind of keep watch on. Like, so... Olamide Zacchaeus for the uh, Falcons outscored Drake London this week. And so your Drake London uh, rosterers, managers, I guess, um, they might be down on Drake if they aren't looking at the full picture. London only had 17 yards, but he had 39% of the target share. This is an example of using the target share to your advantage even if they had the bad game. He actually leads the league in target share average on all teams with 35% of the Falcons' target share. So it's somebody that the current manager may be down on and if they are target them in a trade that works well for you. I mean, crazier things that happened. I just saw Kyle Pitts trade for Gerald Everett and we're gonna talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we're later. gonna
1: need to talk about that <laughs> because I know like we're debating on what trade we're gonna analyze and we all I think okay, we'll we'll get into this later. I yes. already feel like feisty with you on it, so <laughs> we'll just get into it later. <laughs>
0: I might not make it through this one, guys. So if not, (laughs) it's been nice knowing you. Um, You know, why don't we talk about the waiver wire? Because that's one of the big subjects each week that I'm sure people like to hear about, get opinions on. So we're going to move right into the waiver wire. Um, We got some good ones. We do.
1: Got some good ones for you. Um, Some of the people I'm looking at are kind of surprising to me. Going to start off with one that I'm conflicted (laughs) on even bringing up, but Jared Goff. Um, I think we both, I mean, it's Jared Goff. So anyway, he's only, um, rostered in 51% of leagues. He has had two different games with four touchdowns. Now his lowest passing yardage was week one. And from there he has only gone up. And I know you're like, I can just see your face right now. (laughs) You're like, this is impressive, but you don't want to be impressed. Right. Exactly. Week one, he had 215 yards. And then week two, 256. Week three, 277. Last week, 300. Or I guess this week. I keep saying last week. We're in Monday, but whatever. Um, 378 yards. He's still Jared Goff. It's still the Lions. (laughs) It's the Lions. I feel like nobody ever has anything good to say about them, and I don't feel anything good about them. Um, But the Lions has such a strong run game, and I feel like that's opening up the pass game. Also, Amonra St. Brown and DJ Tark were both out. So he was down two wide receivers, but Goff still put up good fantasy football numbers. So I feel like, why are you laughing?
0: You are you're you have the same feeling of me, of the hesitation to compliment Jared Goff of jo- of Goff Sucks Island. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was thinking about it. as Just as you mm-hmm. were talking, I was thinking about it. Now, I am not comparing Goff to Matt Stafford because I think Matt Stafford's a better quarterback. But all the years the Lions lost with Matt Stafford as quarterback, he was still a good fantasy football quarterback. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking that while you were talking about this, like, yeah, I I do not like him as a quarterback on the field, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I started him over Derek Carr this weekend. Oh, my goodness. And he scored my 33 points or whatever it was. Wow. And you
1: didn't tell me. Of course, you would keep that to yourself, <laughs> wouldn't
0: you? Well, I'm a little embarrassed about <laughs> it. <laughs> um. Yeah. It, well, it paid off. Yeah, that's so, the league that I had pitch My and Andrews, point here so, was yeah. there
1: are still 49% of leagues that he's not rostered in and he's available in. So go see. Like, if you're hurting at quarterback, you need a backup quarterback – I would pick up a backup quarterback that's going to get me over 30 points. So pay attention to that, everyone. That might be a possible waiver wire pickup for you this week.
0: One quarterback, I think, is going to be a popular one because two is down. Mitchell is out. Um, You know, there's just these situations now that quarterbacks are starting to drop. So I think it will be a popular pickup. So staying on quarterbacks, um, I like that one, by the way. Obviously. I picked him up last week, so it's like I jumped ahead of the Ooh, game.
1: You picked him up last week and didn't say anything. Well. Sneaky.
0: <laughs> it happened like two days before the game started.
1: Where, did you also keep it to yourself then, too, because you were embarrassed?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to Nobody wants to pick up Jared Goff and nobody, then start him. Okay, like, <laughs>
1: nobody wants to pick up Jared Goff and then start him for as much as you talk shit about Jared Goff.
0: That's pretty much right, yeah. Okay. It makes me seem like a big old hypocrite.
1: Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, but uh, another guy in that game with Jared Goff, Geno Smith, he's only rostered in 19% of leagues, but the past two games, Geno has thrown for over 320 yards and two touchdowns in each week. This week he added seven rushes for 49 yards and a touchdown. Now we all doubted this Seattle offense without Russ Wilson and not because I don't think Russ Wilson is like the best quarterback in the league, but because they were picking Geno Smith to run the offense. But if he can continue to utilize his legs like that and run or throw for 320 yards a game, he's definitely going to be trending up. So if you need quarterback help, that's one to look at.
1: I got another quarterback for you, too. And maybe Brandon's listening to this week's episode. (laughs) Our quarterback smuggler. um, (laughs) Don't choke. (laughs) Kenny Kenny Pickett rostered in only 14 percent of leagues. Not a lot to say here, except that the Steelers are moving forward with Pickett. They benched Trubisky. Uh, they're moving forward with him. He didn't look all that great when Trubisky was benched. But if you're desperate, and I think this is just a desperation one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess we're going to just have to see what develops there with the Steelers and Pickett. But he's one to look out for. Not really highly rostered right now.
0: And if you're in a deeper dynasty Um, that's true or I mean I meant to say if you're in a dynasty deeper ones probably already have him but but yeah super flex um, Mm -hmm. definitely throw him in there Um, yeah it it, okay so as a Trubisky fan Mm -hmm. of course Trubisky got benched after he had thrown I think just one interception now he's been off the mark all year I, I understand that but one interception now Kenny Pickett he came in he did run for a touchdown but he threw three interceptions so to me it's like did you gain anything but I or guess are they
1: just that over Trubisky? I, I think, you know.
0: You know, they drafted small hand picket for a reason. Um, I don't just like Jared Goff because, you know, his small hands. <laughs> that was a big <laughs> deal when he was getting drafted. Pickett, the same thing. So is
1: Pickett going to share Go- Goff's Island? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Pickett sucks Island. Goff
1: sucks Island.
0: We'll be picketing on Goff sucks Island. Um, here's one for you. If you had Javante Williams or maybe you're just struggling at running back, um mike boone now he's rostered in zero percent of leagues obviously the obvious play with javante williams out is melvin gordon but melvin gordon is rostered in most leagues just a little behind baseball we normally try to stick to people rostered under 50 percent of leagues anyways mike boone williams is out for the year boone served as broncos pass catch pass down pass catching back and had just as many carries as Melvin Gordon, especially after Melvin Gordon fumbled. Um, but he ran for more yards. He had three carries for twenty yards and a catch for nine, compared to Gordon's three carries for eight yards and zero catches. So, you know, Broncos used two running backs, so I definitely think there's value there. And he he's available. He's rostered in zero percent of league. So <laughs> so, so he is available. If you
1: wanna pick him up, he's out there.
0: And just a side note, I did see that the Broncos signed Latavius Murray like right before we started recording. They signed him off of Um, the practice squad of the Saints. So that's also worth monitoring. That might cut into some of Boone's workload. But anyways, um, who we got next?
1: Tyler Allgaier, running back for the Falcons, only rostered in 32% of leagues. I think he's someone to definitely take a look at with Cordell Patterson missing at least four weeks. Allgaier steps in as the primary back. Last week he had 10 rushes for 84 yards. I think he should continue to see a lot of work. And if he isn't available, um, the other option in the Falcons offense is Caleb Huntley. Last week with CP being limited, he had 10 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. I think either of these two running backs are good options. I do kind of lean more towards Allgaier's way just because I think he's going to become the RB1 of that offense. But definitely be looking at – if you're hurting for a running back or you need some depth there, look at those um, running backs for the Falcons.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's jump to a wide receiver, Corey Davis of the, of the Jets. Now, he's only rostered in 29% of leagues. We weren't sure how the target share was going to play out with quarterback Zach Wilson's return. And to be honest, we still don't know. But... Corey Davis was his favorite target in his first game back, getting 21% of the target share. That's five catches on seven targets, 74 yards, and a touchdown. So good stat line. Um, The Jets do have a decent amount of options in the passing game with Davis, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. Even running backs Brees Hall and Michael Carter are both capable, but Davis may be Wilson's favorite target right now, and if you're hurting a wide receiver, that might be worth capitalizing on. Something real quick timeout of waiver wires that I forgot to mention. Just a little fun nugget. Zach fun w- nugget. Fun, fun nugget. Fun yes. nugget. A little fun nugget. Um, quarterback Zach Wilson had mm-hmm. more receiving touchdowns last week than the Steelers' uh, whole offense. <laughs> 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 so I just, um, just all right. A little <laughs> want, want on the Steelers <laughs> there. Um, sorry, sorry, Steelers fans. Um, my boss John, uh, John Graham. Sorry, John. I know you're a Steelers fan, but yeah. Your receivers couldn't catch more touchdown passes than Jets quarterback Zach Wilson. Anyways, ouch. Yeah. ouch, ouch, ouch. Let's continue with our waivers. Go on.
1: All right. I have wide receiver Josh Reynolds for the Lions, only rostered in 33% of leagues. He had 21% of the target share this week and 27% of the target share last week. Obviously. I think some of this may be due to some of the injuries in Detroit, but in two games, he has 13 catches, 18 targets, 177 yards and a touchdown Reynolds. Another thing like to know about him, he's played with golf for yeah. the, when golf was cubing for the Rams. Yeah. Oh, so they're yeah. familiar with each other, have some chemistry already. I don't think that hurts.
0: No, not at all. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last one, I, <laughs> I love this guy's name. I just do.
1: I knew. I (laughs) (laughs) When you told me who you were going to be picking and I saw that name, I'm just like, really? I I know that you're just going to be immature about this. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no. So I I play in a March Madness tournament where you pick players and um, you get their points. Long story short. Anyways, Mo Alley Cox was in that tournament because he used to be a basketball player. Um, and I just, I remember snickering at the name years ago when he, he was drafted, um, Mo Alley Cox, tight end, uh, for the Colts rostered in 6% of leagues. This is likely for your deeper leagues. However, last week, Mo Alley Cox had six catches on six targets, 85 yards and two touchdowns. That's 17% of the target share. Now Jelani Woods, who we talked about is competition with him. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they might even flip which weeks they get their touchdowns because Jelani had a couple weeks where he had two. Now Mo Ali Cox had two. However, in a deep league if you're desperate at tight end or even a flex option, um, Mo Ali Cox is a, a big target in the red zone.
1: I try to keep count of how many times you said his name. <laughs> you've said his name more than any other player you've talked about when you've been talking about other players.
0: Well, you know I was thinking <laughs> about it, you don't just say Ali Cox, it's Mo Ali Cox.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay just,
0: moving on <laughs> who would name their kid that i'm just why would you name your last named kid which is Allie cox mo
1: That's
0: just rude <laughs> it's terrible but um to get off of that i guess and to kind of uh keep pushing through this um why don't we talk a little bit about coffee before we talk about whiskey how about that um before we get to our whiskey let's talk a little coffee do you know what the best part of waking up it's having a delicious cup of coffee. Don't don't keep drinking that same blah coffee that you can get in the, every single store. You need to go to trade coffee. And here's why. So I'm one of those people who drinks a lot of coffee. Uh, Ryan and I'd go through a pot a day at least, but couldn't tell you exactly what makes a good cup of coffee tastes so good all i know is when i got my coffee from trade coffee it's great not to go too deep but every day is precious and we all should make the most of our days they shouldn't start with mediocre grocery store coffee you deserve to start your day with the best coffee you can make at home from trade coffee let me tell you about trade coffee it's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule that's right you could get it uh once a month you could get it once a week you can get uh 10 bags a day or a week um if you're drinking that much coffee you should probably slow down a little bit but trade coffee is going to help you either way their team of experts do all the work taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the u.s every month to curate over 450 exceptional exceptional coffees that make the cut see the thing is you just fill out a little little quiz it's not much kind of tell them what you, you like and uh, they they put it together for you. They put everything together for you. Minimal work on your point, on your side. That's what I love about it because I took my tastes and they said, hey, this is what we think you were going to like. And guess what? They were right. Trade is the easiest way to get your be- very best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. And you've got nothing to lose because trade guarantees you will love your first bag. And if not, guess what? They'll replace it for free. Not just replace it with anything. They work with you. Find out what you didn't like. And they work on finding you one that you will like. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. And I also want to talk about Odds Trader. What is OddsTrader? I'm sure you've heard me talk about OddsTrader before, but it's a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has Bets Tracker, so you can keep track of all your bets. No longer flipping from app to app, website to website, trying to figure out where you placed your bet and if it was going to cash. Odds Trader can keep track of all that for you. You can also go there and see the lines for every major sports book. That's right. You can go there and see who's offering the best lines, who's offering the best deals. You need this if you are a better. And all you have to do is go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All righty. We've been talking about our, or we've been drinking. Sorry, not talking about yet. We've been drinking our Old Fashions, and uh, we already alluded to the fact that it's got Larceny in it. So, um, Miranda, why don't you tell us a little bit about Larceny?
1: All right. So we already mentioned earlier we are drinking Larceny Small Batch 92 and Larceny Bourbon has a bit of an interesting story. So, Johnny Fitzgerald's weakness was fine bourbon.
0: That's interesting because that's actually a strength of mine.
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. John E. Fitzgerald was a treasury agent. And at the time, he was the only person that was legally allowed to carry keys in the rickhouses. So, while he would go into the rickhouses, he... Gave into temptation and he freely took from the best barrels in each <laughs> rickhouse. I want his job. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so the best barrels in each rickhouse were those that contained weeded bourbon, which bourbon made with wheat instead of traditional rye. Um, and these eventually became known around the distillery as the Fitzgerald barrels. <laughs> mm. Um, Mm.
0: The stolen Fitzgerald (laughs) barrels.
1: (laughs) And then the brand was later sold to Pappy Van Winkle, but the Fitzgerald name and reputation endured. Larceny is made in honor of both the superb taste of the lawless treasury agent, Mr. Fitzgerald, (laughs) and the legacy of the old Fitzgerald brand.
0: Yeah, so Larceny comes in three different weeded bourbons, so they're all weeded bourbons, there's the small batch, which is what we're drinking, obviously, mm-hmm. a barrel proof. And then one that, um, so that's Larceny small batch and Larceny barrel proof. And then there's one that's just called Old Fitzgerald, which is Bottle and Bond. I really I, want to try that one. I was just going to
1: say, you, I bet you were just eager to. You, now yeah. that you've discovered that you just love Bottle and Bond I, I do.
0: You know I love me some Bottle and Bond. <laughs> so that's one that's definitely on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, these are handcrafted by Heaven Hill Distillery, which is the largest family-owned and operated whiskey distillery in America. Uh, you probably know some of their other bourbons because um, they have Larceny, they have Elijah Craig, they have Evan Williams, which is another bottle and bond that I yeah, love. Yeah, that's your
1: go-to bottle and bond. It is
0: so. Um, so that yeah, they they distill all of those. The small batch is it's a ninety-two proof. Um, it's won the Ultimate Spirits Challenge this year. Or sorry, it didn't win. It was rated this year a 93 of 100. So that's pretty good, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, As we said, it's a wheated bourbon. So they use wheat instead of rye as the secondary to corn. So obviously bourbon, your main ingredient is corn. It's got to be 51%. But they use wheat instead of rye. And the wheat is sourced directly from local far- farms and gets fermented using Kentucky limestone water. They're obviously located in Kentucky. After distilling and once in the barrels, the barrels are stored in open-air rickhouses, um, just like the ones that John H. Fitzgerald held the keys to. I, I bet <laughs> nobody's stealing them anymore. Probably can't get away with that. <laughs> Probably
1: cannot. <laughs> A little
0: bit more security these days. Um, but the buildings are exposed to uh, expose the barrels to extreme temperature changes year over year and as you and I know, but maybe the listeners don't, mm-hmm. that changes the taste. Yes. Um, because, you know, as the barrel gets cold or hot, wood expands, shrinks, and more of the whiskey is allowed to soak in and come back out. Um, the Master Distillers pull barrels. I th- thought this was really interesting. So they pull barrels from over 55 rickhouses across six different sites. And then the ones that they think are the best are put together to create perfect taste profiles. Oh,
1: that's cool. Yeah.
0: So, and another thing that makes this wheated bourbon unique, um, they use 25% more wheat than other wheated bourbons or most others, which is to give bourbon kind of a softer experience. Now, most wheated bourbons are around 15 to 16% wheat. I know that just from researching it. I'm not that good of a whiskey sommelier or bourbon sommelier. <laughs> um, I looked it up. And this one has 20 to 21% of wheat. So... Um, 25% sounds like a huge increase. It's actually about five, four or five, but yeah, um, they do use more wheat. Um, so I'm going to drink this. Why don't you tell me what I should be tasting?
1: Okay. So this flavor profile for Larceny, um, it's buttery caramel with honeyed notes and it's supposed to be sweet and savory. Now you just, I just, what, what are you doing? I just watched you down it.
0: It was my third drink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: the first one hits ya.
1: It do- okay, you. It does. Okay, the first one slaps you, you in the face. Well, I don't feel like you just savored this like you should have. I yes, my I take my first three sips to Been really a rough
0: day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is a Monday of Mondays. Yep. <laughs> the Mondayest of Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I'm just shocked that you did that. Okay, I'll I'll get over it. Um. <laughs>
0: I can go get more if you want me to try some more.
1: <laughs> well, I just hope you enjoyed it enough oh, I long did. enough. I know you enjoyed it. I watched yeah. you enjoy it. But I just <laughs> hope that you picked up enough on all the flavors as you just downed the rest of your try. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Not how I would drink my bourbon. Um, I t- I did. I took my first three drinks. So then I feel like by that third drink, you're really picking up on all of the flavors. The first one hits you right yeah. in the front of your mouth. Like it my does. lips burned. The front of my mouth burned, um, and then it just was warm. Mm-hmm. It was in warm going down, and interestingly enough, even though it hits you, it is soft. Yeah, like it's a soft yeah. smack in
0: the face. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean we've said it many times before on the <laughs> podcast. These are um, consumable flammables, so <laughs> they are a shock to the taste bud, um, and that first one is, but. Mm-hmm. I, all I taste is buttery now. I was,
1: yes, yeah. buttery.
0: It's almost like I just ate a, a thing of popcorn, of buttery, yummy, mm. buttery, sweet popcorn. That's what I taste right now. It is it's buttery. So I will
1: give you the. I'm not. In Comparing it to popcorn, but <laughs> well, in case you
0: can't <laughs> tell, I love butter. So <laughs> it's like I'm just sitting here, like mm, buttery popcorn. No,
1: this is definitely. It, it's interesting. It is a very a buttery popcorn. Uh, wow, you're making me say popcorn now. <laughs> it's a buttery bourbon, and compared to other bourbons we have tried on the show, this is the first one that has. Yeah, it's a real buttery caramel. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's good. It is good. Um, it's good in the old fashioned. It stood out. Um, side note: I, I picked up an orange from the store today. Um, Miranda had to work late, so I gimped myself to the store, mm-hmm. driving left footed there. Yeah,
1: as so it around in
0: my boot. Um,
1: no, let me let me say something first, <laughs> because last week <laughs> I was so excited that I remembered to get an orange at the store, and then we didn't need an orange for our show because we tried an old fashioned bourbon. Yes, and this week. I was like, okay, I'll just use the orange that we didn't use last week, and it was bad already, which was super annoying. I feel like produce <laughs> doesn't stay good long enough. It doesn't. And so, yes, I send a man to the store <laughs> to pick out produce. Whoa. No, they I, had one section <laughs> of
0: oranges. No, it okay. said yes navel oranges. This <laughs>
1: is you, the big sign did, but the little tag on the orange clearly this is partially on the fault of the of Hive. Okay, sorry Hy-Vee, but oh
0: man. I guess we're not getting them as a sponsor <laughs>
1: and then but it's also because of your man eyes that you didn't realize you were buying a pink orange
0: you know what no there's not pink on yes, the
1: outside but it's a cara cara <laughs> orange which is pink okay
0: it, if it had said multiple different oranges were in that area i would have looked all it said was navel oranges so i thought okay cool um now just side note, I did pick up a grapefruit
1: <laughs> oh <my laughs> that was God. next to it. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I go,
0: Jesus, this is a big orange. And then I looked at the sign. And I was like, oh, that's a grapefruit. <laughs> so,
1: you, oh, my gosh. But no, um, so this is not. No, it it's not. The, yeah, I
0: cut into this and I go, oh, boy, this almost looks like a blood orange because it's pink.
1: And a blood orange has a very distinct taste. So I'm glad I like I like blood orange, but I. I didn't want that in my old fashioned. Yeah. I also didn't want a Kara a orange either. So anyway, oh. we've gone on long enough. You're in trouble <laughs> later. Let's continue. <laughs> um,
0: Larceny is a good bourbon. Uh, yes. I, I really like their backstory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's a fun John- backstory. It is. Yeah, behind it's Behind Johnny fun. Fitzgerald, that little rebel. Can you uh-huh. imagine
1: just being back in the day, and you just go in and just help yourself to all these- I think I'll take this best, barrel. The best barrels yeah. in the Rick House.
0: man. The days before cameras. I mean,
1: (laughs) get away with taking a whole barrel.
0: Um and I assume the uh, I the don't
1: think he took a whole barrel I think he took from the, from barrel. the barrel Yeah oh,
0: I thought he was taking the whole barrel I, I
1: guess I don't know if he I mean we're gonna man. have to
0: get in touch with Heaven Hill and What would you find do out. with
1: you go into all these rickhouses and take but What was he doing with all these barrels of whiskey Then if you think just, that he had... just
0: roll it right into his truck <laughs> <laughs> his my, or his no, wagon I don't even know <laughs> I think
1: he took from the best barrels <laughs> I think he freely sampled as he was in the rickhouses
0: That could be um that I mean, could well. Maybe Ed. we
1: should reach out and and confirm, or maybe your man eyes when you were doing your research. Since <laughs> I let you have this assignment, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> let me have this assignment.
1: You know, this is one of my favorite part favorite mm. things to research when we're doing our shows.
0: Miranda worked really late today, I so did. to help out, I researched. Um, I don't think I missed that. I looked pretty good, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> We're, I'm going to try to get in contact with Heaven Hill. We'll, we'll get to the bottom okay, of this. Okay, we'll, we'll solve we'll, this. We'll update all <laughs> listeners um, who I'm sure have um, enough of us arguing <laughs> over <laughs> bourbon. So let's argue over something else.
1: Oh, oh we yeah, got a the, trade uh, yeah. Get review. me all feisty about my orange and <laughs> let's go into our trade review. We'll
0: get a trade review to go over because this happened in um, our SGP D-Gens league
1: mm-hmm. that I'm part of. Uh, wait, before we get into this, I didn't get to say that I also really liked the Larceny Bourbon, oh both goodness. in my old fashion and trying. It was really good. Continue.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I am in trouble because the <laughs> tood look that I got with that. I mean, <laughs> whew, oh, I bet you could feel it over the. This um, is not
1: a Monday to mess with me, uh, over Justin. Over your speakers.
0: So <laughs> I'm, I'm sending this to your managers and <laughs> this is what happens. Um. Anyways, a trade was accepted today. And I already know that we're on different sides of this. But um, Gerald mm-hmm. Everett was traded straight up for Kyle Pitts.
1: Straight up trade.
0: Straight up trade. I review it.
1: Personal, okay, yeah, I will. You don't even have to tell me. <laughs> I personally feel that whoever got Gerald Everett was, had the best deal on this trade. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, Everett is averaging in PPR leagues... 12.27 points per game, where Pitts is only averaging 6.25 pit points per game. I almost said Pitts per game. Points game. per game. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> and so Everett is also getting about 16% of the target share Yeah, for the Chargers.
0: Well, Pitts, though, is averaging 25% of the target where share. Where is that
1: getting him? Six points.
0: <laughs> well... They got some shit to work out, I guess. But I mean twenty five percent. Okay, one
1: other thing, and you're not gonna like this either, but you chargers have Herbert, who <sighs> I know he's dealing with his cartilage issue, but that's not really affecting him. Yeah. And who does Pitts have? And I already saw you roll your eyes. Mariota, who you are like pumping out like Mariota, Mariota. But Herbert, you can't argue with that.
0: Yeah. Um, I, also, I would I'm say, not done. I also,
1: say, <laughs> Chargers what? have a higher scoring offense.
0: <laughs> well, but they also they got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen once he's healthy, uh, Austin Eckler that are all gonna eat into that target share. I think mm-hmm. I think ever has had a higher target share recently and had more points because Keenan Allen has been out. Herbert likes throwing to Keenan Allen, so that's one of my arguments against this. I would agree that Herbert is better than Mariota. I'm not gonna deny that, but I think, yeah, I hope you all can't hear our dog snoring next to us again. She finds us
1: so boring. Continue. She's,
0: she's about to get kicked out of um, podcast room. Um, I, I just, whether it's Mariota or Desmond Ritter, I, I just think Pitts has a higher ceiling. And um, go to Sports Gambling Podcast website. Go check out my trade value charts. A little self-plug here. But I do trade value charts each month. And in a redraft league, this is based on projections, rankings going forward. Just go to the article, it breaks down the methodology of it all. But Pitts trade value is twenty-six. Everett is five. I know everybody is down on Pitts, but his ceiling is just so much higher. And the, you know, the the professionals are ranking him so much higher that he weighs that much higher than Everett. Therefore, I think this is skewed. I think whoever got Pitts, which oh. wait till I tell you who who got everett and who got pits but uh, i think they're getting a better deal
1: okay well don't tell me yet okay yeah. because you uh, first of all you have all this insider information to
0: i'm an know. insider
1: okay <laughs> but also you are just so biased on pits we haven't seen it yet show me that it's gonna that he's gonna reach his ceiling that he can actually get there then maybe. But right now, Everett is a better choice. Right now, he's better.
0: I, I think going forward, though, I, I like Pitts still.
1: We'll come back to this next biased, week. Though. I think this is a thing we're going to have to monitor now. We're going to have to see how these two are doing.
0: I like it. Uh, the the Pitts-Everett trade tracker Yeah. each week. let's start another tracker. You want to know who got Everett?
1: What league was this?
0: SGPD Gens. But
1: okay, who got Everett?
0: The, guy, the person that got Everett is also in our auction league evb (laughs) the quarterback taker who took (laughs) 28 quarterbacks basically in our auction league
1: i think we were asking ourselves several times during the draft and even after who is evb
0: we were like is this even a real person that's drafting that many quarterbacks (laughs) so
1: wait who got kyle pitts i missed this trade when did this trade happen
0: it wasn't it was in a league you're not in oh right okay i was
1: never mind who got Pitts? Did uh, you didn't get Pitts? Did you? T.
0: Lathrop. Eight four eight
1: zero. No, I would
0: matter. have. I have Dallas Goddard. <clears throat> I would have happily traded Dallas Goddard for Cal Pitts. <laughs> so, EVB, if you're listening, you could have had Dallas Goddard, but no, nope.
1: no. Nope.
0: We'll we'll track that going forward. Now, Miranda, it's oh, is our it audition time. time? And shout out to your mother. My mother. Your mother. Um, we we uh had a family wedding this weekend. Traveled up to the Great Pier, South Dakota. Or why as are you laughing? Your cousin Quinn called it paradise. <laughs> 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 yeah, how do you like paradise? Um, but she she pulled me aside mm-hmm. in the middle of dances to say like she she had a request for the mailroom.
1: This is my mom's request. This
0: is your mom's request.
1: Okay, so this isn't really you doing any work. You are now <laughs> using somebody else's idea for your audition. Okay,
0: well. This is actually <clears throat> something I had before, and you nixed part of it. So, what? Yeah, our very <clears throat>
1: first one,
0: you were like, uh, do not put that part in there. And that's the specific part that she requested. Our very so,
1: first one. Are you doing Blue's Clues again? So, uh, without further ado.
0: Mail time. Wag my tail. When it comes, I she really wanted the <laughs> wag my tail part in there, and I said, "Miranda, cut it." She goes, "Oh no, you have to put that in there." So, shout out to to the um, your mother, Jamie Hawkinson, wonderful lady. And if she says it's good, it is good.
1: I still don't.
0: You can't dislike it. I'm
1: not vibing with Blue's Clues for a mailroom.
0: <laughs> the search continues.
1: Yeah, I haven't made a decision. I don't feel... Okay. It still makes me laugh that we just played Blue's Clues on our <laughs> podcast.
0: Now, that one was your your era of Blue's Clues.
1: What do you mean my era of
0: Blue's Clues? Well, I was... By the time Blue's Clues came out, I was a little old for it. You but were But not- no,
1: I never watched Blue's Clues. My sister, my little sister oh, okay. watched Blue's Clues. So don't go your era. Of Blue- <laughs> you are really in the doghouse. So let's just stop. I'm so
0: happy to announce that we have a very comfortable spare
1: bed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Okay, sorry. It's the okay. older version. <clears throat> the last time I played it, it was the newer version. Because there's a new guy now.
1: I didn't know Blue's Clues was still around.
0: Well, there's a newer guy. I don't know if they're still airing today, but there is a different person that used to be on it. I don't remember if the original person got in trouble for something inappropriate or not.
1: Well, that's great. We're not (laughs) using it. That's even worse. We're not using that. I said I
0: don't remember. (laughs) He might not. Are you
1: making stuff up? (laughs) He might not. (laughs) You who did not even watch Blue's Clues now (laughs) (laughs) think that the Blue's Clues guy got in trouble for something inappropriate. I feel like (laughs) I read a headline
0: about it, but maybe not. Well, well, I'll research it. (laughs) Yeah, research
1: it. It's not. It's out. It's out. Let's move forward. Okay.
0: Uh, (laughs) This is from Chad Johnson. Now, I don't think it's Chad Johnson as an Ocho Cinco. Might be, but based on the. There's
1: probably a lot of Chad Johnsons out there. Yeah.
0: Based on the Twitter follower um, number, I'm going to assume it's not the Ocho Cinco Chad Johnson. But. He wanted to know, would you trade Christian Kirk and Damian Pierce for Amon Ross St. Brown? Just for some background, his full team, he has running backs Aaron Jones, Khalil Herbert, Damian Pierce, Cam Akers, and wide receivers Jamar Chase, Johnson, Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones. Miranda, would you trade Christian Kirk and Damian Pierce for Amon Ross St. Brown? Okay.
1: Let me break this down a little bit. Um, Damian Pierce is coming off of 131-yard one-touchdown performance. Christian Kirk had a bit of a disappointing game this weekend with only two catches, 460 yards, but he was targeted nine times, which is the highest target share on the team with 39% of the target share.
0: Yeah.
1: Amon Ross St. Brown is hurt, but I believe he should be back next week, so I don't think that's something that really factors into this. In the first three weeks... Amon St. Brown did get 31% of the Lions' target share.
0: Would Real quick, would you say that's the Lions' share?
1: I would say that's the Lions' share, <laughs> Justin. I would laugh yeah. at you, but I'm kind of mad at you. So. That was Any- so funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Go on. Okay. Honestly, with Pierce and... Kirk, I think you're giving up two solid players for one solid player. So I don't know that that part really makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, I would agree, just to jump in here. mm -hmm. Um, I I think all three have high ceilings. I think they're all pretty decent players. Christian Kirk has been a a huge addition to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they paid him a lot of money to be a huge addition. Um, And not to beat a dead horse, which is an awful saying, the poor horse. But my trade chart value... Um, does value Ross St. Brown as the highest player in a redraft league of this of these three? So Ross St. Brown's valued at twenty nine. Kirk and Pierce are both twenty one in a redraft leagues. So I just feel like you're giving up too much to get Amon Yeah, That seems
1: like I think definitely he, too much.
0: I think he has a really high ceiling. Don't get me wrong. Um, I was down on him going into the year. I was actually offered him for David Montgomery. I countered with Gabe Davis. Um. That could be argued that I made the wrong move there, and I should have taken Amon Ross-St. Brown based off of his first couple games, but um, I would, if it was me, and I really wanted Amon Ross-St. Brown, I would take Christian Kirk or even Johnson Mm -hmm. and Khalil Herbert, who just has a, a limited upside until David is gone. And um, offer that as a trade. If I really wanted to get a Ross St. Brown, I would not give up Damian Pierce. He is the, the bell cow for the Houston Texans. It's hard to find a bell cow. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would give up Christian Kirk um, it, unless I had a weaker running back paired with him. You agree?
1: Yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty good. Again, I, I, I don't think I would give up both of those for Amon Ross St. Brown. So I don't know if this trade has already happened or not.
0: I don't think so. He, okay. he messaged me on Twitter. He slid into the DMs. Slid into um, your DMs. Yep. So, um, and by the way, Chad, thank you very much for sending us a question. We really like mm-hmm. answering questions. Um, so I, I hope that helps some. I just, I think both of us are not for that trade. I would do it if it was like Christian Kirk and maybe Khalil Herbert. Um, otherwise, I, w- mm-hmm. I wouldn't I would give up Pierce. I definitely wouldn't give up Pierce. I mean, I, I get the sell high. But I think he's going to stay up there. I think he's going to continue to do well. So moving right along, we have a question from our Discord. This is from T. Lenz, Tyler Lenz. Um, Very active in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, get in there. He he hit a, a huge same-game parlay in the um, NFL Discord channel that he shared. Um, he called it his Sunday saver because some of his others hadn't hit. But mm-hmm. um I, I don't want to throw out his financials. But if you're in the Discord, you've already <laughs> seen it. Um he made a, a cool six grand. So um congratulations, Mr. Lentz. That's that's fantastic. But he's in a 12 team league. He's three and one and already completed some trades. He kinda he's throwing those out in the fantasy football. He threw them to me again and some great trades. But he wanted to know if you would recommend trading for another wide receiver or wait until Hopkins comes back from suspension. Now His running backs, his quarterback, first of all, is Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Running backs, CMC, Barkley, Penny Walker, so both Seattle running backs, J.D. McKissick, and then Chuba Hubbard. Wide receivers, he's got Bateman, Mike Williams, Michael Thomas, Noah Brown, and then DeAndre Hopkins, who is suspended. Um, For tight ends, he's got Kittle and Everett. So do you think he should trade?
1: He's got Everett, Justin. He does have <laughs>
0: Everett. He's got Kittle, who will always start above Everett. I know he knows Everett's trash. No, I'm just kidding. Everett's not trash. Wow. Um, but do you think he should trade for another wide receiver or wait until Hopkins comes for back? For me,
1: for me personally, I think I might wait until when is Hopkins coming back?
0: Uh, it's week seven.
1: It's coming up. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're only if on we're, we're
0: coming into week five. Yeah,
1: so we're only a few weeks away. Looking at your wide receivers with Bateman and Williams and Mike Thomas, I i mean, I think you're looking pretty good at your receivers. I think you need to keep your running back depth due to the CMC and Barkley injury history. Like, I just feel like you're risking something there. Oh, having yeah. <laughs> both of those. Um, but, I mean, those are strong running backs as well. I just think – I would hang on to your depth for right now versus – I'm assuming you were going to be trading a running back for another wide receiver. Um, But I think you're looking pretty good right now with your receivers. And not to go back to the um, disagreement over Everett (laughs) and Pitts, but if you ever needed somebody else in your flex, if Everett does – you know, you could put – if he does – I was continue to improve. You can I put was, him in your flex. I
0: was ready to agree with you and say, "Yeah, trade that Everett guy." That's not where you're going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would you, say if you no. want to
0: get another wide receiver, trade Everett. But uh, I agree with you. Uh, CMC mm-hmm. and Barkley, um, you, you have to have a little concern with their injury history. You have Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker, the mm-hmm. Seahawks backfield, basically. So if yeah. one of them gets hurt, you have the other already. J.D. McKissick is great in a PPR league. Um, I, I do think, you know, CMC, Barkley, high ceiling guys, but you ha- always have that injury risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but for CM- now,
1: they're fine.
0: Yeah, for now, they're fine. So I, I just, I wouldn't trade them. Um, I would keep with what you have. Which, by the way, looking at this, this is a 12-team league. That is a stack.
1: I was thinking the same thing. You've got Lamar Jackson, CMC, and Barkley. Yeah. Bateman Williams, Kittle. I just think, yeah. No, I do know he worked great. hard
0: to... To get that, Um, he had some big trades that got him Kittle. He got a big trade to give him, I believe it was Penny, since he had Kenneth Walker, so that he had both of the Seahawks backfield there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, did work to get this, but this is a really good looking. I'm uh,
1: admiring it right now. I just don't know that it needs to be. Would you say
0: you're having a little (laughs) rosturbation over his league? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I I would stay there. Mm -hmm. I would stay where you're at. Um, With Hopkins back, I actually think. You may run into do I start Rashad Bateman, Mike Williams, Mike Thomas? Do I start Mike Williams, Mike Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins? You know, you're gonna have too many good players. It's a good problem to have, but I do think, you know, I wouldn't I don't think I'd move on any. I would I don't think I'd add, add another wide receiver in the mix.
1: Not at this time.
0: Yeah. Um moving on to Redwood, who um my former nemesis, no longer my nemesis, <laughs> asked a question on Discord. <laughs> Um, I'm glad that, you know, we brought him, he was on Reddit, he or she, I guess, I don't know for sure. Sorry, Redwood. Redwood was on Reddit and I said, jump into our discord and join this, um, our listener league, you know, and so we're happy that he's part of the, part of the fam now, the SGP fam, but he had two questions on some buy low candidates. So we'll start with the first one. Dalvin Cook has had 72 touches, only one touchdown, running back 25 and a half PPR league. Are you targeting Dalvin Cook right now?
1: If the current manager will give him up for a low price, I'd say yes. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to continue to involve him, and I think the touchdowns will come around. This is more of a passing team this year, but I do think they're going to need to rely on Cook down the stretch.
0: Yeah, you can't continue to rely on Kirk Cousins, I don't think. I mean, Mm -hmm. you have to balance the run. And even though Alexander Madison is a good running back and Cook has had a shoulder issue, he's going to play through that. So I definitely think if the if you you know reach out to the Cook manager and say, hey, w- you know, you down on this guy, what would it take to get him? And if they will accept kind of a, a lower or even just what you think is an even trade, I definitely think he's got high upside because he's a really good running back. So I think we're both in agreement there. Go after him.
1: For the right price. For the yes. right price. You don't want to give up too much.
0: No obviously. But yeah, for the right price. If you have um if you want to shoot us some of your your uh people that you have on your roster. We'll
1: analyze it. We might fight a bit, but we'll <laughs> analyze
0: it. That's right. <laughs> if you have everett trade him for cook. Um the other one with Kenny Pickett as the starter for Steelers now, mm-hmm. do you buy low on Najee?
1: <laughs> this question is coming at a time where Najee just seriously disappointed me. <laughs> Um, I I thought Najee would do well with Trubisky as starter because Same. he was notorious for little dump off passes to the running backs with the Bears. Yep, but his low numbers are concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if Pickett is gonna raise Najee's numbers. I do think that Najee is a very talented back. Yeah, and if the current manager will part. With him for a decent price, he's worth targeting. I'm not giving up on Najee just yet. Same. He really like that was. I mean, that was a shocker for me this this week. Like what happened? Um, wasn't expecting that. Like I said, I would have, I should have started Josh Jacobs and bench Najee Harris, but I never would have anticipated needing to bench Najee Harris. Right. This is the first game where we're really seeing that low of a number. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Yeah. He's had a little bit of a disappointing season. Because you're looking at
1: me like I'm saying the wrong no, thing. No, no. I was just <laughs> waiting to say, like,
0: I have him in a couple leagues. Mm-hmm. I target him heavily. And he's not had the start I expected. Not compared yeah. to last year. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't, I don't know if he's worth the
1: $61 that I spent at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Or whatever $60 I mm-hmm. spent. I spent 60, $60 something on him.
0: Yeah. Um I too spent a lot of money on mm-hmm. him in auction leagues. So agree with that. Um, but as a as a Naji manager, I am not ready to give up either. But if the Najee manager in your league is ready to give mm-hmm. up, I definitely think it's worth it. And it's the same situation as the Dalvin Cook thing. At the right price, yeah. You know, it's always about the price. Um, what? Well, it's I cost guess, to Well, I guess. Well, the
1: question is, do you try to buy low? If they're giving him, if anyone is giving him low, yes. Oh, I think absolutely. that's just look at the. I think we're overanalyzing right now. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody's willing to go low on Najee, do it because, like I said, I'm not ready to give up on him. I still think he's he might. Do something. So if you can get that talented of a running back right now because Najee's owner is like, well, he's not going to do anything now, do it. That's yeah. my answer. Do yeah, it. Yeah, no,
0: I agree with that. Um, and yeah, I agree. Redwood, um, my no longer nemesis, though my foot is still broken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ew, uh, foot update, it sounds like I might be getting an MRI finally. Finally. Um, yeah, so there might be some ligament damage. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Najee also dealing with a foot injury he has all year. So, I mean. So
1: do I try to buy low on you or do I try to (laughs) do people try to buy low on you?
0: Are you considering trading me?
1: (laughs) I don't know. It depends on how (laughs) this, um, how the rest of our arguing goes.
0: (laughs) I was going to say this episode, we did have some arguments. Folks, I might be traded next (laughs) week. You might hear a different voice here. I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I hopefully that helps you out. I would say both those for the right price, buy low. If they're willing to move low like the person was on Pits for Everett, I'd say go for it. <laughs> you like how I threw that in there?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: I think that's all I have for today. Do you have anything else?
1: I I don't. My old-fashioned is gone.
0: Going once, going twice.
1: Sold. <laughs>
0: old-fashioned football.